If you do not have your Bible with you, there is a pew Bible in, in the seat in front of you. Turn to page 873. Luke 14, 1 through 24. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited. When he noticed how they chose the place of honor, saying to them, when you are arriving by, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor. Least someone more distinguished than you may be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to the person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lower, lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to a man who had invited him, When you give a, a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors. Least you also in they also invite you in return, and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of these who reclined at table with him heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field. I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I have, I, and I go and examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the cities and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever attended the party for the sick or disreputable outcasts? Probably never been asked that question. All of us have given some kind of party. We've given small dinner parties or larger parties or wedding parties or family celebrations. We've always paid particular attention. If we're having a party, we 
pay particular attention to whom we invite. Who will we invite to this party? Jesus was having a Sabbath meal after synagogue with the ruler of that synagogue and with the important people of that community and that synagogue. Many people had had been invited to that party, and Jesus knew it. And in the middle of the party, Jesus told this to his host. Imagine you're hosting a party and Jesus saying this to you. He said, when you have a party, you should invite, we read it this morning, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. You should invite those you usually don't invite. Why did Jesus say that to him? What was Jesus saying? He was making a profound statement about the kingdom of God and about you and about me. So the first question I would ask concerns our response to what Jesus told the Pharisee. Because if he said it to the Pharisee, he says it to us. Have you ever thrown Have you ever done what Jesus said to do here? Have you ever thrown a party? Now, all the parties you've had, have you ever thrown a party for the sick, for the disreputable, for the worthless outcasts? That's the first question. Now, let's look at the parable. First, I want you to see in this parable a caring host, an expensive party, and an invitation that mattered. Look at the 16th verse. Jesus Reply, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. This man was wealthy. Only wealthy man could throw a party for the entire region. Now, what was the subject of the parable? The subject of the parable was the kingdom of God. How do I know that? Look at verse 15. When one of those who reclined at table with him heard these things, He said to him, blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. So this is a parable about eating bread, a party, a dinner in the kingdom of God. So who does the man in the parable preparing the party, who does he represent? God himself. What is the party? The party is the kingdom of God. Now, that is hard to hear for some Christians. That's unusual. A lot of Christians, conservative Christians, don't talk about the kingdom of God being a party. How was the party so costly? Because the party could only be thrown... These people could only be invited if God's son gave his life for them. I I just love this. I, I grew up in a place where nobody talked about the kingdom of God being a party. Jesus used a party, a great party, to represent the kingdom of God. Tony Campolo, and I, I would not... Uh, I don't approve of everything that he writes and said, and you've got to read him carefully. But 
he wrote a book titled The Kingdom of God is a Party. Where did he get that concept? He got it from Jesus. He got it from the New Testament. He got it from the apostles. He got it from this passage. In his book, he tells a story of a Christian missionary uh, that is carrying the gospel to Muslims in Pakistan. Now, that's a very dangerous thing to do for missionaries and for people that are converted. It can mean death. The missionary told a story about the first convert in the region where he was, in this particular region, Muslims everywhere. A young man is converted, and he's baptized. And all these people, all these have come to see him baptized. And when he's baptized, he comes running out of the water, laughing and shouting hallelujah. He runs to his friends and he laughs with them and he begins to dance with them. Well, what happened was that set a precedent. All the Muslims thought that's what a Christian baptism is. And so in that region, when there was a conversion, there was where they baptized people. There would always be Laughter, singing, and a party. Not only notice that Jesus compared the kingdom of God to a party, we must notice that the host greatly cared about the party and the invitations. The party, as we said, is costly. You better take these invitations carefully because God does. We see the people in the the story in the parable, they don't take it seriously. But the ruler, one preparing the party, he took it very seriously. When they were nonchalant about the affair, he became angry. Look at verse 21. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry. Several years ago, a friend of mine had a party. He was a close friend. He had a party. I knew about the party. And I I wondered why I wasn't invited. Didn't bother me. That sort of thing never has for some reason. It never has bothered me. But I thought about it because I, I knew we were just close. So the morning after the party, he called my office. And I could tell from the tone of his voice, he was angry. He said, John, why weren't you there? Why weren't you at my party? I said, well, I would have been if I would have gotten an invitation. He said, you didn't get your invitation. I said, no, I did not. He said, well, didn't you wonder? And I said, I mean, how do you really go to somebody and say, hey, why didn't you invite me to your party? (laughs) And we both laughed. About four weeks later, that invitation Arrived six weeks late. We must understand that no matter what we think of God's party and God's invitation, God takes his party seriously and the invitations to his party seriously. If you hadn't taken that invitation seriously, you need to know that God does. So we see a caring host, an expensive party, and an invitation that, that mattered. Secondly, I want you to see a deserved invitation that was ignored. Look at verse 18. 
But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen. I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The invitation was more important to the host than it was to those receiving the invitation. Various excuses were given. Some commentators make a lot about these excuses and they try to put meaning into them. I don't think there's any meaning except they were nonchalant. I don't think the content of these excuses had anything to do with what Jesus was teaching. Where was Jesus when he told this parable? He was at a party. We have seen over the last two weeks that each guest thought he deserved to be there. Remember, they were so deserving to be there that they were picking up the best seats. I belong at the head table. All of them were saying that. We've seen Jesus already speak to that in previous weeks. If you would have said, you know, if you'd have said to any of these men, isn't this invitation something that we're here? They would have said, well, uh, of course, of, of course, it's no big deal. I mean, if we should be invited to this party, I, you know, it would have been a mistake to leave me off of the guest list. That's the point. Jesus was saying that you see yourselves as deserving. You deserve to be at this Pharisee ruler's house. You're a VIP. Well, that's the, in the same way we saw that the Pharisees thought that they were deserving of the kingdom. The invitation was no big deal to them. Of course God would invite them. Look at their righteousness. Look how good they are. They had to be invited. It would have been a mistake for God not to invite them. Here's the problem. If, if, if that's your thinking that, hey, I'm at the party. You know, I've been religious all my life. Look at my moral life. Here was the problem. Remember when Jesus had been at a party, another party, and the party was not at the Pharisee rulers, the, the, the ruler of the synagogue's house. It was at Matthew's house. And Matthew had been a tax collector. And tax collectors, most of them were white-collar thieves. Matthew had been converted. He had become a follower of Jesus. And what did he do? He did what we did. He, he gathered all his sinner friends and said, we're having a party. I want you to meet my friend Jesus. And the Pharisees saw Jesus with these tax collectors. And they said, how on earth could he claim to be the Messiah? Messiahs don't eat with people like that. And what did Jesus say? Look at Luke 5, 31. Jesus answered to them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What was it Jesus said? I've not come to call the righteous to repentance? Was he saying that the Pharisees weren't sinners? No. He was saying there's some people in their pride that think that they're not sinners. I, I've come to call sinners to the party. They don't think they deserve to be there. 
So you see a caring host, an expensive party, an invitation that mattered. You see a deserved invitation. You see people that thought, I deserve this invitation. They took it casually. Then you see an unexpected invitation that was cherished. Look at verse 21. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the street and alleys. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. Sir, said the servant, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. What was the host saying? Go out and ask those who thought they would never be invited to a party like this. Go out and ask them to come. Go out and invite folks who think there's no way I'm unworthy. I will never be invited to a party like that. Some invitations are really treasured, aren't they? You're just overwhelmed by it. In 1953, Dwight Eisenhower was president of the United States. I was in the third grade. There was a girl in my room named Bonnie Bryson. She was the smartest person in the room. She was also the prettiest girl in the room. I really liked Bonnie. I tried to be cool. I hung out with the guys, pretended like I didn't care, but I really did. I didn't think that she knew I existed. I didn't think she cared a whit about me. In the middle of the year, I was absolutely shocked. I received an invitation to her birthday party, and she called me to see if I was coming. That was the highlight of my third grade year. If President Eisenhower had sent me an invitation to come to the White House and meet personally with him on the afternoon of that party, I would have turned him down. I treasured her invitation. Why? Because I didn't think she even knew about me. I didn't think that she cared. An unexpected invitation that was cherished. What had Jesus told the Pharisee that hosted the Sabbath meal after the synagogue? Look at verse 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then Jesus said to the host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or your relatives, your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you'll be repaid at the, re at the resurrection of the righteous. What was he saying? The party that you, you're throwing here this Sabbath afternoon, all these folks think they deserve to be at the party. Next time, go ask people. That are hurting, the poor, the lame, the blind, the beggars, the outcasts. What was he saying to him? He's saying, when you do that, you will understand the kingdom of God. He was saying, this is what you don't get about the kingdom. It's not about people who think they're deserving. It's exactly the opposite. It's not about people who think they're righteous. 
a caring host, an expensive party, an invitation that mattered, a deserved invitation that was ignored. They thought they deserved it, and so they ignored it. An unexpected invitation that was cherished. And fourthly, finally, a pledge to welcome the unworthy. Look at verse 22. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out into the roads and country lanes and make them come in so my house will be full. Make them come in. Make them come in. But they don't think they're worthy. They don't think they're dressed sufficiently. They fear they're just too poor. Make them come in. What a magnificent contrast. Do you see the contrast? Jesus began with the people who were too proud to need him in their minds. They deserved the kingdom. They were picking out the best seats in the kingdom. Look at verse 24. What did Jesus say? I tell you, not one of those men who were invited would taste of my banquet. They took the invitation so lightly. They were so deserving. They didn't need the cross. They didn't need a crucified Messiah. He didn't need a savior for sinners. That's one side. But in contrast, so you have over here this deserving, righteous. Then there's the other side of this magnificent contrast. Over here are the poor and the crippled and blind and lame. And they're desperately needy. So needy that when they receive the invitation, they say, he couldn't mean me. Me? Forgiven? Do you know where my sins are? Me? Forgiven? A sinner like me at God's party? At the beginning, I asked myself, and I ask you, I said, have we ever given a party just for the sick, the hurting, the outcasts. That's the wrong question. Do you know it? It's the wrong question. Here's the question. Have you ever attended a party for the sick, for the hurting, for the outcast? Have you ever attended a party like that? You see, that's what the party of the kingdom of God is. If you're going to sit at that table with Jesus, you've got to be sick. You've got to be hurting. You've got to be the outcast. That's the only way you can get in the door of this party. That's the only way you can sit at that table. 